like sports and you don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. You like sports and you don't care who knows. Football, football, bubble, tennis, hockey, golf. Sports are back, and that's okay, but you have to stay informed every day. Theathletic.com, that's my jam. In-depth coverage for the fan. But times are tough. Your money is tight. Save 40% with this link. I, theathletic.com, slash no dunks. Cool kids only, they don't want no punks. Watching sports is your number one thing. Reading sports, number two with a bang. Sports are back. Gotta follow your team. Annual subscription? That's the dream. Theathletic.com slash no dunks. 40% off. It's awesome as f***. to Bubble Wrap, recapping NBA action from August 1st down in Florida. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube. It's Saturday Night Live here with the No Dunks Boys. Thanks to everyone also catching the podcast a little later on the Athletic Network, Apple, Spotify, wherever you download your No Dunks classics. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us here on a Saturday night, we got Tass Mellis. Pop, pop, people. Hey, what's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the Homer Max, rocking a Raptors jersey, <laughs> Lee Ellis. Friends. Oh, what a win by my Raptors tonight. Oh, you're something else. <laughs> you are something else. And last but not least, making the magic happen tonight, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Oh, we got a fun show tonight. Again, thanks to everybody joining us live in the bubble wrap. Uh, Trey, before we get into it, congratulations on uh, finally ripping a lip down here in Georgia. You caught a nice fish this morning. Ripping lips. Oh, felt good to get out there this morning before the sun. You know, I've been tracking this fish for three or four days at this point. <laughs> Tried to eat it on Wednesday. Couldn't pull it off through the same lure today in the same spot. And my friend Katmandu came up to meet me. <laughs> Had to welcome him to the shore, rip the lips, say hello. And then he kind of freaked out a little bit. He was grunting on the ground. Had to get him back in the water. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll meet again someday. What, to what time did you get up this morning, Trey? Yeah, that's what Six, I was 6.15. What wow. time did you get to bed last night? Uh, 2.30, you know. After I got done with my bass videos, I was fired up uh, to go to sleep for a few hours and then go catch a bite. <laughs> This guy is so into fishing. It's crazy right now. Have you bought your John boat yet? Oh, man. I'm trying to get everybody on board with me getting this John boat because by the time it gets enough momentum, then maybe Laura will succumb to all the pressure, right? She'll be like, okay, if you've convinced everybody else that it's a good idea to have a John boat, maybe we do need one. Yeah, I like the idea of uh, let's get every uh, listener and everyone watching to donate a dollar to the Trey Kirby John boat. Uh, maybe I'm sure this it. is going to shock you, but uh, Graydon is willing to go halvesies on a John boat. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can park it at his place, I guess. That's right. That's exactly oh, right. That's great. All right. Well, we're actually uh, flipping up the show here tonight because we're going to start with Lil Boy. Lil Boy. Lil Boy. No, no, Lee. Fantasy line of the night. I know. I mean, look, it hurts. I want to give it to Kyle Lowry. We're going to get to the Raptors in that performance against the Lakers. But Woe Boy of the night. It has to go to TJ Warren. The Pacers forward went for a career high. A new bubble high. 53 points versus the Sixers tonight. 53! Shot 20 of 29 from the floor. 
20 field goals. That ties a Pacers single game record. 4 of 4 from the line. 9 threes made. That also ties a Pacers single game record. 4 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks. 53 points, Tass. Third most for a game in Pacers history. That was something special. He was on fire in this one. And he did it a lot against Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was right. up in his grill, hand in his face. Uh, but TJ Warren was absolutely stroking. It didn't even see Ben Simmons' hand. And he got to 50 and decided to pull up, like, I don't know, four or five feet behind the line. I think he was even surprised when those 53 points splashed down and the bench went nuts. Uh, it was just absolutely his night. He is, you know, one of those those unsung guys that can get 25 or 30 any single night. Yeah. And uh, they don't have their all-star, Demata Sabonis, right now. They don't have their near all-star tonight in Malcolm Brogdon. And they get a win. Uh, and they are one step closer, and we are one step closer to seeing a rematch of Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren in a first-round playoff matchup. Very excited about that. If you remember, they got into each other's face earlier this year. They are supposed to play in March. There was kisses. There was you know, birds being flipped. Uh, lots of trash talk. Lots of Instagram posts after the game. And this could be a first-round matchup. I know that we as basketball nerds quite often don't get really, really, even us don't really get really, really excited about first-round matchups, but I would be pumped to see a Pacers Heat first round matchup. I mean, that's it, it would be a blast. I really want the Pacers to get back healthy, and all Oladipo didn't really look like Oladipo, but he's a great decoy out there, and he helped uh, TJ Warren get some space. And let's talk about how bad the Sixers are. Wow, yeah. I mean, and beat at a monster game, too. I could have thrown him in the mix for Wobo. Mm. He ended up with like a 40 20 game. I was like, what the hell? Um, he always takes it to Miles Turner, I feel like. He said bullies him, uh, but it doesn't matter. This was TJ Warren's night, and that was Lee, like the nine threes. I saw Schumann, I think, tweeting about just the threes he was taking tonight. That's not usually TJ Warren. Like, it's not a ton of threes that he throws up there or knocks down. You know, he's, he's a bucket getter, but he doesn't jack them like he was like, as soon as Simmons would like, maybe go under the pick a little bit. He was letting it fly. And I felt like it was like the second shot he made tonight was one that had no right to go in. It like bounced around a couple times, but it would just happen to be his night tonight. And uh, he just continued to let it keep going. It was incredible. He had, what, 19 in the first quarter, something like that? Yeah, it was a good clean 53. Like, uh, he was in rhythm. He wasn't out there just, like, chasing it down. It was like, in the offense, he was there. He was getting the shots. He was feeling confident. And a couple of those threes were pretty deep as well yeah. uh, to win that first half and then again the one as Tass mentioned there to get him the 53 that was a bomb too but yeah looking at his line there 20 for 29 9 for 12 only four free throws yeah plus 18 on the night he, uh, that's how he you just... do it you don't need those boring free throws to get to 53 <laughs> points man have some fun making actual baskets <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, it wasn't like um, you just sort of saw this guy get really hot in one particular burst and that was it. He just threw out the game. He was there. He was waiting for his shots, but he he also just let the sort of game flow because uh, this is a – I think this is a pretty bad loss here for the Sixers considering the De- DeMontis Sabonis didn't play and Miles Turner picked up foul trouble early on and Embiid goes for 40 and they still lose. They gave up 46 points in that last quarter there for Philadelphia. So a couple of those problems that we've seen throughout their season reared their ugly head again offensively they led big at this point they led by 10 points i think in the fourth quarter at one point too but their offense it just when it bogs down it just looks awful and uh and al horford again i mean coming oh, off the bench what is tonight, wrong with al horford i, I mean man oh, when he's out there i don't know it just it just looks like they just 
almost don't want to get him the ball or don't want to involve him or he's kind of forced. Everything he does seems to be forced at the moment. But uh, it's only one game, just one game. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not panic station jet for Philadelphia, but certainly their bad habits and the things that, that have caused us to be concerned about them, they, they definitely popped up tonight. Yeah, Trey, what did you think of, uh, you know, the Sixers' performance, TJ Warren's performance, or even specifically that Shake Milton getting into it with Joel Embiid there early and a bit of barking going back and forth? Yeah, I mean, Warren was tremendous. Uh, like I said, only four free throws. You got to love it. The guy was actually just scoring baskets, a terror in transition. Like, uh, we were talking a lot about football players recently. The guy was looking like Mike Singletary out there throwing blockers off to get to the rim. But, you know, coming back into the bubble, thinking about teams that could be dark horse contenders, the Sixers were right there as a team that people look at and you think, man, look at all this talent they got. But seeing one game of it, you're like, they still don't know exactly how they're going to fit. Uh, the, the chemistry is never going to be exactly right. I don't like seeing Embiid yelling at a guy making his first career start. I think that's a tough way to go about things. Uh, Embiid is a guy who feeds on the crowd. Maybe he'll be, uh, unfortunately, taking it out on his teammates rather than being able to take it out on the crowd, screaming at them. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. It's just a, It was a close game. You know, Embiid did put up a monster stat line, but it just didn't feel perfect to me, and it was just kind of confirmation. Like, yeah, the Sixers could do it, but they're probably not going to. Uh, to me, that was, that was a – I don't know. Like you said, Trey, all the talk about their chemistry throughout this season and – to me, this this start was just another sign that this team doesn't love each other up and down the roster. I mean, they just, yeah. So they had a bad pick and roll defense possession and Joel Embiid decides to throw the ball at Shake Milton as he takes the ball out of the hoop. And then they yell at each other in, in the uh, the huddle there for his first career start. Uh, it's just, no. No, you just, I, you just don't do that as a leader. I just see a game here where yeah you get 41 from mb fantastic at times sometimes he just you know you know doesn't do it all on defense but sometimes he looks phenomenal on defense and you get 30 from tobias harris that's a huge question mark when it comes to the sixers are you going to get that number from tobias harris anywhere close to that and you still lose because you only get a combined four points from your backcourt of shake milton and josh richardson they do not have it figured out whatsoever. They are uh, not a cohesive unit, and they are playing essentially road games uh, throughout this bubble experience, and you you got to be in tune to win on the road, and this team has not won on the road all year. They've been bad, uh, and yeah, I mean, you, everybody wants to blame Al Horford, but you know, the, the bench has not picked it up when Embiid goes to the floor uh, or and to the bench, I should say. And so it's not just Al, it's everybody else. They just don't have a good lineup uh, and they just don't find answers in their lineup. And uh, it's hard to, to see them finding it here in the bubble. I just, I just don't see them as a, a team that's uh, all together. It just doesn't, it's not going to work. I don't think, I don't think they're just going to find their way now. Yeah, so much for my uh, Sixers are going to go 8 no prediction. Though I did say, <laughs> I, I, I hedged really hard, if you remember. I said, they're such a weird team. They'll either go 8 no or they'll go 0 and 8. So that mm. one is still in play. They He's could still, still alive. <laughs> lose from here on out. Yeah, no, you didn't give you a lot of confidence this loss from the Sixers for sure. Um, one more thing about TJ Warren that I liked. I loved when another TJ, not Leaf, but McConnell, he just kept going to him. I like, you love to see that when a guy. It's just in the zone. I mean, that's what mm. he was. He was just like, he's done this before. He scored like 35 plus a couple times, like like Tass said. I think he's got even a 40 in his bag. But 
Just get, when a guy is in the zone like that, all you do, especially as the point guard, just give him the ball. Let him come around off the pick. Let him be as deep as he wants from three. Just keep feeding him. And I loved to see that. There was that one stretch where McConnell just kept going to him, going to him, going to him, as you should when the guy can't miss. That was uh, that was something else. Now the question is, are we going to have a guy go over 53? And as we talked about a couple weeks ago, what was the line? 55 and a half in one of these seeding games for one player. Would you hit the over? Would you hit the under? Trey and I went over. Lee and Tass went under. So close from uh, TJ Warren tonight. But I don't know. It gives me confidence, Trey, that we uh, we will see a 56-plus somewhere out here in the next I don't know, you know, next. Or, or do you or... have to be a little bit disappointed that he didn't get it? How many ah. 50 games are we going to get? Uh, I'm still confident in the over, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. I don't think it's oh, going to yeah. be TJ Warren, but... Uh, it, someone well, someone could still do it. And especially, yeah, you get to the line a whole lot more, like a Harden or something like that. It's going to happen, Trey. It's going to happen. Anything else from uh, Sixers Pacers that you guys wanted to touch on? Mm. I'm going to take that as a no. Because yeah. <laughs> it was a weird Saturday. Um, I'm glad we got the TJ Warren experience. And then we got this great Raptors-Lakers game uh, at the end, especially for Raptors fans. Uh, but we had a lot of blowouts uh on saturday i think tassie jinxed it uh last night we were talking about all the close games that we were getting the bubble here he crushed the nuggets by 20 thunder um down the jazz by a lot too i mean it was it i guess in the end or that was, 16. No, that was like it was 16, 16 but that one felt, that one was yeah, way bigger was, than that yeah and then the clippers destroyed the pelicans they hit like 25 threes and beat them by 23 a lot of blows even the raptors beat the lakers i guess in the end um by 15 but I wanted to ask you guys, of these like of these teams, and you can throw the Sixers in there for sure if you want, even the Pacers if you want, but like of these, I don't know, then I guess six or seven teams that we saw tonight, of these dark horse title contenders we saw play, which one impressed you the most? I don't know who wants to get us started, but like of the Heat and the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Thunder, again, the Raptors, Sixers, Pacers, like which one of these dark horse teams really impressed you today? All right, I'll take it. It's the Raptors, for sure. Um, that was a very, very convincing oh, win. <laughs> it, it was a win, uh, but you can absolutely put this one on Kyle Lowry because when he was on the court, the Raptors looked incredible at both ends, as always, giving up his body, sacrificing, taking charges. Occasionally he gets called for a block, but that's the way it goes with Kyle Lowry. But on the offensive end, up for the fight, up for the challenge. He hit an incredible shot over Anthony Davis's outstretched arms there. I think it was in the third quarter, like a three, like... Because when he went to the bench, the Lakers got back into the game. When Kyle came back out, he he did almost what LeBron has done to Kyle and to every other opponent where it's like once he goes back out on the court, he just sort of flexes his muscles and, and goes about the business. But um, I just thought tonight... And now, look, they didn't have uh, Avery Bradley. We know he's not there. So that's another defender um, for the Lakers. And this was their second game versus the Raptors first. Well, maybe a, a they're couple, tired. Maybe the Lakers uh, I mean, are tired. I'm Is just, that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm putting a few minor qualifiers, and you know, Danny Green wasn't very good at this one. How about but, LeBron and AD didn't care in this game? I mean, well, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I think uh, they were going for it, but I thought that the, the Raptors did get contributions from other guys. But really, it was when Lowry was on the court where uh, where things changed, and uh, and and to win by 15 in the end because it, it wasn't that big old victory until the last couple of minutes there uh it, it was a close game it was a very close um, game yeah. yeah i mean og um, i thought saved it a little bit he splashed two like because remember lebron finally woke up right mm-hmm. and it was like oh lebron's here okay he, he actually cares to win this game maybe he sort of started to get it going a little bit and then but still og hit two wide open for the most part corner threes right at that time and that was key to keeping it really really close and then 
yeah, the Raptors' defense sort of just went next level, and then LeBron did start missing shots. Um, this was this was a good. I mean, I agree with you, Tats, a little bit. Like AD only taking seven shots. Like, okay, that's a it's a little weird. He seemed a little checked out, even though the Raptors play great defense. LeBron, that was a weird one for him, but. I mean, credit does have to go to the Raptors' defense. I mean, it's one of the rare teams in this bubble right now that actually cares about playing defense. I mean, they're just scrambling everywhere, and there's no weak link. There's no one on the floor ever for the Raptors where you're like, expose him, expose him. There just really isn't. Like, not even Matt Thomas, I feel like. He's like an at least hold his own out there uh, defensively with the unit. But uh, it was, that was a that was a big win. Sorry. They're solid, obviously. The Raptors have been down in Florida for six weeks nearly. They are absolutely chomping at the bit to go play a real basketball game. And so, yeah, they wanted this real, real bad. And uh, if you've been in Florida for an extended period of time, I mean, I'm, I don't know. You probably know how they feel. Like, they just wanted to get out there and scrap and fight. While the other team, the Lakers, yeah, there were a, a lot of their sporting cast was, was fighting throughout the game. Uh, but Anthony Davis uh, you know, d- didn't look like... Uh, shell of the player that he was on Thursday night against the Clippers. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is they're up five and a half games now, or they're up six, I guess, going into this game. And now they're up five and a half games. They basically have sealed the one seed. And uh, yeah, the reps were just, obviously, I know I know, we throw the, the term around, wanted it more, but they wanted this game more. And uh, they looked really good doing it. And, and Kyle Lowry is... You know, when he comes back to the huddle after hitting that, that big three on Kuzma there uh, right at the end of the game, and he's jaw-jacking like he's a, a super-duper star, like, oh, you can't guard me, that type of thing. You don't see that from Kyle Lowry that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Lowry is usually the sporting guy who will make sure everything's going, find his shot, take charges. He was doing that too. But 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 him as the lead guy taking shots, I mean, that's, that's a rare thing to see. So it, it's pretty fun. And obviously that win is a good omen for uh, a few weeks from now when the actual playoffs start. Uh, but we didn't, we definitely didn't see the best Lakers effort. And, uh, and that's, I guess that's sort of to be expected. We are going to see some seeding games where teams are just going to be gearing up for the playoffs like they would be in early April. Well, then if you're the Lakers medical staff, you're going to want to just start sitting AD completely then because the last thing you want to do is sort of half-ass your way through games. And that's when they say like you're more likely sort of to uh, you know injure something on your body. And we know that he's got a right. long track record of that too. You, we, I think we're going to see that. I think he, they are just going to start sitting him for some of these seeding games because there is a very little point. But Trey, what were your takeaways from this one? Well, knowing we were going to be coming on here to talk right after the Raptors game and they were playing and so well, you just hated to see it because it blew everything else out of the water. Like, I love watching the Heat early this morning, but it feels like four and a half days ago that we actually watched the <laughs> yeah. Heat go out and dominate the Nuggets, and then we watched this incredible Raptors performance against the Lakers, and uh, it's impossible to pick anybody else as the best dark horse contender. You see the way the Raptors were such a cohesive unit, how they all know the right places to be at the right times. Um, and it's easy to see them upsetting the Bucks and making it to the finals again. It certainly could happen. Yeah. But uh, I also felt kind of the same way about the Heat when I was watching them this morning. They were playing against the Nuggets, a Nuggets team who was severely shorthanded, had people who couldn't really, uh, or they're missing most of their guys who create off the dribble. But Miami still looked really good. Bam out of bio looked great. Jimmy Butler, I thought, had a nice performance of just doing everything. And Kelly Olynyk was on fire. The things that are good about the Heat, their defense, uh, their chemistry, their cohesion, the same things that make the Raptors great, yes. the Heat had on display as well. It just happened so long ago that it's almost impossible to remember the details. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and the and Nuggets were down three starters. I think for we need sure. to add that too. Yeah, no Jamal Murray, no Kitchener's finest there, no Gary Harris, no Will Barton. But you're right. I thought they were phenomenal. I thought we. I mean, that's the funny part. It was like a one o'clock start, and I'm, I was exactly with you, Trey. I was like, damn, we're gonna be leading tonight's show talking about the Heat and uh, Jimmy Butler's pregame jersey statement, where he attempted. Uh, I think it was a bit of an act, like a show, right? But attempted to wear a jersey with no name, and then the official said, no, you got to go change that, and he did like very easily and threw on the one with Butler. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought we'd be talking about Bam, 22-9-6. and six. Uh, They were awesome. They were really awesome against, you know, again, uh, a shorthanded Nuggets team. But they're awesome. I just wonder if I was even disrespecting the Raptors by even including them in this question. Like, are the Raptors, should they be a part of the Dark Horse title contenders? They're the reigning champs. They're number two seed. Like, should they be with the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks. Like, is it fair just to have two on both sides and then everybody else like the Heat? And the well, they're not, they're not be. though. They're not though in, in in the in the grand sort of conversation. People are basically no, just know. saying the Bucks. It's the Bucks out of the East, and it's the Lakers or the Clippers in the West. So, yeah. Um, but but again, I think that actually suits Toronto fine. This is what Kyle Lowry needs. He wants that disrespect. He wants people to think, man, you guys, you you're not going to go back to back. And you saw tonight that he's, uh, he's he's not taking any chances. He's going out there to try to play every game uh, as it's important. He's not worrying about the seeding or, or anything like that. He wants to win. So I, I think, um, you know, the Raptors at their best with a fully healthy squad. They're deep, uh, you know, well coached. We know all those things about them. And they've got the finishes. So uh, they, they absolutely should be. And if you're the Bucks, you know, you you are looking over your shoulder just sort of seeing how they're playing and, and, and how they're looking out there. Because, again, you know, Milwaukee will have the MVP. But uh, the Raptors have the sort of blueprint that was effective last season against the Bucks. Will it be the same this year? The Bucks are a little bit different, but um, you know that's that's the thing. The psychological advantage right now, to me, uh, is is with the Raptors over the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, back to the Heat, they they made the move where they started Bam at the five. I thought that was interesting. Myers Leonard, you know, to the bench, he didn't even play uh, in this game. Uh, he was he he is like we've talked about it on this podcast a ton of times like Jimmy Butler's the star of this team um, for sure gives it on both ends but like Bam is the most important guy you're always saying that task like he is like he is sort of what makes the the heat go um, he's a defensive anchor he sets the picks he just does everything he can play make um, like Draymond a little bit in the middle he always surprises me he shocks me every time I see him make like a really just high basketball IQ move where he's like he's got decisions a little fake here or there and then kicks to the corners just it's it's amazing because he's so big and you just don't see a lot of guys with that type of skill um and how versatile he is but yeah I the the heat are I keep seeing the heat like people have them like Trey like maybe going all the way to the finals like a conference finals at the very least and then I see on the flip side people are like nah the heat are like they're gonna they they could lose in the first round very easily they're I feel like they're the biggest sort of uh swing team in the Eastern Conference that I've seen at least. I think that's definitely true. This yeah. is, uh, you know, you're not going to get a 20-point fourth quarter from Kelly Olenek throughout the playoffs, right? You're not going to get a three or four shooting night every night from Jay Crowder. They have a lot of guys who can hit a lot of threes, and then they can also have cold nights, no doubt. And Jimmy Butler, we know, hasn't ever really found his stroke from the outside this season. He gets to the line all the time to make up for it, which definitely helps and is important come playoff time. And you know, uh, you guys are Raptors fans. Nobody really wants to play against Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, but Jimmy nope. Butler in the playoffs still only gets to about the second round. I don't know how far he takes a team, but it seems like he's got a pretty good squad around him. Yeah, yeah. but no, nobody really believes in all those supporting players on the Miami Heat. I, I, through throughout this, it's it's it, there's they the Heat sort of mirror the Raptors, no doubt, because they have got a lot of second round and and 
tough-nosed, hard-nosed guys. Um, but do people really believe in Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and all those guys producing? Like Watching them today and watching them score 125 points and moving that thing around and around uh, and getting to nearly 30 assists, I mean, it's hard not to believe in them producing. Um, but I wonder what happens in the fourth quarter when things stall a little bit. Is Jimmy uh, going to be able to score over and over and over again? Because, I don't know, they've instilled so much confidence in Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and up and down the roster. Those guys, yeah, Kelly Olenek, um 20 started. in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was a little <laughs> nuts. Yeah. That was it was a little three nuts. Three threes in about a minute or something. I, yeah. I think, I think he, tied a, he tied a Heat franchise record with Dwayne Wade <laughs> yeah, for right. most points in a fourth quarter. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just point out as well, the Heat shot 56% from the field, 45% from three-point range on 29 attempts. And, and that's really, I think, indication of the Nuggets' defense was, was awful. Awful mm-hmm. today. Uh, they, they got, you know, they hit their shots, but a lot of them were seemingly uncontested or pretty open. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, if a team's going to shoot that sort of percentage, very, very tough for the other team to win. The Heat yeah. were clicking, though. It looked like they'd been in Florida for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it looked like the Nuggets had just got there. And and a lot of their guys have just right. got there. Uh, they got, A ton of them got there late. As as Coach Michael Malone said, he said like we were like eight or nine guys short on the flight over here. You know, Jokic wasn't there. Porter wasn't there. Torrey Craig wasn't there. Monte Morris wasn't there. And then all those guys you mentioned that weren't, uh, playing today so mm-hmm. yeah they look bad moving around and the heat obviously look uh, spectacular um shout out to canada first off kelly olenic lugens dort shea yeah. gilgis alexander and kyle lowry the honorary canadian this was canada's <laughs> day man on day number three here oh uh, yeah, for, for sure i'm a homer and i'm a homer and i'll say the raptors do not belong in this dark horse category. I know that, oh, okay. that the Heat, oh, the Bucks are yeah number one with a bullet, no doubt, and and they are the, the favorite. Um, but no home court advantage takes away a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, their advantage here. And uh, and I don't know. I just I know the finals are October first or whatever they are, and I'm just not going to say that there's only one team that can make it out of the Eastern Conference. Right. I mean, that's just that's just nutty. And there's, I think there was a, an ESPN poll uh, last week where they picked the the finalists from each conference, basically a split nine seven in the West, and it was thirteen three in the Eastern Conference, Bucks Raptors. So there is some belief. There's some believers. Uh, there's there's the yeah they there's a, obviously. No one truly, truly uh, believes that they can beat the Bucks. But after watching a guy like OG Ananobi, who's probably the, a huge X factor, go eight for nine and you know play that defense where he was willing to go up against LeBron after LeBron hit that fading shot to sweep them, that fading shot off one foot a couple mm-hmm. years ago. You know, OG's grown a ton. Uh, that's a that's a big, big sign for the Raps. Uh, it's just. Yeah, I worry about the other end. I mean, are they going to get it done offensively uh, over and over and over again? And Pascal didn't look great. They kind of shut him down. But championship pedigree, I heard, is important. Yeah. I heard did it's you, important. We need to add like- a drinking uh, rule for any time throughout these bubble wrap podcasts that someone has to say, well, there is no home court advantage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it like, gets brought up every couple of minutes. There's no home court advantage. Now there's no home court advantage. we got to drink every time that happens. Go ahead, Lee, what were you did, saying? Did, did you like uh, Mark Jones revealing OG's, what his uh, name stands for, Tess? <laughs> oh, I missed it. Outside uh, game. Outside game. Outside game. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
Okay. I love you, Mark Jones. Listen, that's the third now. game he and Doris have done in the last 24 hours. So oh, they're, they're a great duel, actually. Oh, I'm loving are, them they right are. now. Incredible, yeah. I mean, Doris is the GOAT, but uh, he, Mark Jones is bringing it in the, yeah. in the bubble. Man, he's looking sharp, too. You've, see, you've oh, seen his yeah. suits? He's got the, the mask. pocket squares, yeah. The mask matching the pocket square. Like, yeah. unbelievable swag. Yeah. Another Canadian, too. I told you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come Wave the flag, Trey. Um, the only good thing from the Nuggets game was uh, Lee at least got to share a clip on Twitter, and that was Bull Bull's sweet dime in transition. Ooh. Yes, the bounce pass ahead to, I think it was to a plum dog. Um, yeah. And Lee, I said this, you beat Worldwide Wob by one second to my timeline. Incredible work. Incredible work. <laughs> I can't believe it because uh, Wob is usually right on top of those things. So, uh yeah, I got up there. What a what a great day it was. <laughs> what a, what a great day <laughs> what, hey, but let's talk about that pass for a sec. For a seven-two guy to just sling it like that that he did on the bounce, hit Plumley. Oh my god! I mean, Mike Breen and Van Gundy and uh, and Mark Jackson all just like lost it in the commentary box as well. Like, <laughs> and fair enough. I mean. No, that that is incredible skill. It, not just the bounce pass, the way he uh, bent down to pick it up too. It was yeah. a loose ball, and he just uh, corralled it in there. And then he was off. I mean, incredible. He, he only played. Uh, he didn't play all that many minutes in the end today. I mean, um, you know, we weren't expecting him to play the same sort of role that he had in those scrimmage games. But uh, he deserves he deserves a few more opportunities out there. I think Bol Bol. He's shown so far that he's uh, he's not just you know he's not just a defensive player. He's not just a, a three point shooter if he's open. He's trying to create things and get things happening. So I hope he, uh, I hope we see more of him. Uh, yeah, that was an awesome pass. I'm just, again, so happy you beat Worldwide Wob getting it up there. Because you usually say you check, so you obviously didn't check this time. You're like, I'm well, going for it. I told you just to go for it with the clip. Yeah, I mean, th- this was the early tip-off as well, so you're not sure exactly who's watching this one. And I thought, right. all right, you know, who's yeah, got right. it? Right. No, he, he, he's not bringing it. Wob is not bringing it. Oh, the, I did. Uh, uh, you sure? You sure? I don't know. He's not, he's he's not, not going I full literally, throttle. I forgot it was Saturday today. And then I realized when I was, you know, I was going through all of these uh, Dan tweets. I was trying to find a well done Dan for tonight. And none of the Dans in the media had tweeted about basketball. And I was like, oh, what? they're probably out doing something yeah. because it is Saturday. Yeah. Right. That's it's Saturday. People have <laughs> lives. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> and that's, I think Wob has a life. Good for him. What do you? Wob is tweeting left and right. He, I saw. I was on Twitter all day. He was sharing videos all day long and commenting all day long. He had a great. Uh, instead of Jurassic Park, he had like harassic Park because Kevin O'Connor was talking about how you know the defense is so harassing. Uh, they're everywhere. I mean, right there, Tass. He was like right on it. Harassic Park, 2,000 likes immediately. I mean, oh, he's doing it at night. Yeah, things are done. He, he uh, had a great day of doing stuff. Now he's not. Uh, was, uh, and yeah, if we're, if we're talking tweets, if we're slanging tweets right now, uh, I'll sling this one out. You, sure. You, we threw that a, the OG Ananobi outside game. Sorry, Mark Jones, not so good. And another bad one from, from Zach Harper. Here we TJ, go. TJ Warren. What do you think TJ stands for, according to Zach Harper? Well, his name is Anthony. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, no, no, no. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's, a, it's an outside game type yeah. of vibe. Uh, so the taking jumper. jumpers. Yeah. 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 True jump jumper. Shot. Yeah, uh, tough jumper. Tough, tough jumper. Tough jumper worn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't cool. like that. Cool tweets. All right. All right. Uh, okay, we talked little Raptors over the Lakers. We talked the Heat over the Nuggets. Um, you know, and the question was, like, these dark horse title contenders. Lee, um, I was a little surprised he didn't go with the Thunder. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, who picked up obviously a quality win today? 
I mean, uh, Chris Paul, just looking at his numbers there, he's obviously not going to win the wall boy because he just simply didn't put up enough. But 18 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists in 27 minutes. But in terms of controlling that game from the start, he just... It's a clinic. Incredible, yeah. It was yeah. a 24-point game at halftime. And in the NBA, anyone can come back from 20 points down. We know that. But this felt like the Jazz could not come back because it was kind of like Chris Paul was like, if you guys threaten to come back, I'll just come out and take this game out of your hands again. Now, this was... He hasn't missed a beat. He's had an incredible season, Chris Paul. And down there in the bubble, he's picked off exactly where he left off. Uh, disappointing performance from the Jazz, no question. But uh, when Chris Paul's in the groove like that, he's wound the clock back. And uh, and and he, these are the sort of performances and games that give me confidence that the Thunder could be. They're not going to. They're not going to get out of the Western Conference. But I wouldn't be completely shocked if the Thunder somehow make it to the Conference Finals. Um, you know, that means I would have to beat the Lakers or the Clippers after somebody else. Wow. But. Um, I'm just saying, like they, when Chris Paul is in control like that, uh, he, he's an incredible player, and uh, you know he, we haven't really seen this type of Chris Paul for a few years because he's been in different environments there trying to play with James Harden. That doesn't really suit Chris Paul's game as much as it does, I think, when he's surrounded by uh, you know all these kind of role players, and he just has to feed them and, and control the tempo. So uh, yeah, he, he was brilliant. Jazz were awful tonight. Yeah. Anything else to add to that one, uh, Trey or Tass? I saw Steven Adams was scoring a lot on purpose, and I knew this was going to be a game that the Thunder won. Yeah, he was. He looked great, actually. Yeah, he was I roasting. Mean, yeah, I was. I was tweeting it out earlier in the day about watching this game. I do love like Chris Paul, no doubt. Shea Gilgis Alexander as well, though. They just they look for that guy who's a big ass dude all the time. Like they trust him. They trust his hands to catch the ball. They trust him to do something with it. He's got a really good touch, of course, around the rim. But anytime he gets. Like deep post position, they even if they don't pass it, I was noticing they look. They are looking to see if it's there. Let's go to them. No, okay, we'll move it around. Maybe come back. Um, yeah, this is this is a good team. And you brought up Dort. You threw it in there because we're talking Canada task. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honest question: How many all defensive teams could this kid make? Like going forward, I think there's a couple. You know, down the line, because he is a great defensive player. I don't know how long it'll take for him to get the credit. Will he still have enough minutes and stuff like that? But he's a lockdown dude. Like you, I I trust putting him on the best player on the other team, no problem. Uh, for for at least stretches in games and say, do we got to do Dort and go lock him up? <laughs> God, he's good, Trey. He's a, I know, I know you're a Mister Offense, but this guy can play some. Yeah, games. he's locking him down in Dortantine all the time. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. He's he's that was a, nice... a great tweet, Trey. <laughs> yeah, one of slang tweets. That's a great tweet. Hey, thank you. That's a, that's a well done, Trey. There's no doubt about it. But I, I was hoping that uh, you guys hadn't seen it, so I could debut it here on the podcast as well. Just another utensil in my shed. But okay, um... okay, okay. Very, very well done. I think we can nickname him the utensil. Actually, <laughs> why the heck not? Uh, you, we had broke Boris Diaz, the Swiss Army knife, yep. and, and I think Lou Dort, they threw him on Donovan Mitchell to start this game. I think mm-hmm. there was a reason that Donovan Mitchell and the, and the Utah Jazz had their worst quarter of the season at, at 15 points uh, because Lou Dort was running the show there. Uh, yep. And so, and so uh, yeah, he, he is... I don't know how many all defensive teams, but it, yeah, you can right now, you're right. You can throw him on uh, the opposing team's best player. It's just... With anybody in the Western Conference, I think they have to go out through the Clippers and the Lakers. So I think you're more likely to pick a Heat or, or you know, or Raptors or whatever to get through there because yeah, it's only one yeah. team that that they have to get through. And, and the Heat, they've got to think about defense. And I just started thinking about Giannis. They've got enough weapons to throw at Giannis anyways uh, to see. 
Uh, they've, they've been fairly good. That's I think Iguodala is another one just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he hasn't been great. They haven't played him a ton uh, since he was acquired. But, you know, along with Bam, uh, along with a little Jimmy, uh, they've got a lot of length. Uh, so them and the Raptors, uh, I think, have a better shot than anyone, even if Lou Dort is the utensil. I got, oh, a, I got a homer what you got for you, Skeets. Okay. More all defensive teams for Lou Dort or yep. all-star teams for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, that's tough. I've got to go all-stars with SGA, uh, for sure, for sure. And I love Dort. I love it. And he's going to make a couple all-defensive teams, I think. Man, SGA, man, God, he is – I just love that he's learning from Chris Paul, too. You just see a lot of Chris Paul already in his game, just to, at least the control of an offense. Um, and then he's just he's slick with it. He's good. Yeah, what's our bet? So – SGA has to make an all-star game either next year or the year after. Is that correct? Right, right. Right, I think. right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, you said no, and I said yes. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, watching him, I kind of regret it a little yes. bit. I think uh, I gave you one year too yep. too long. I, you know, I don't think it's going to be next year, but the year after, it could, it could happen. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, I was already trying to create a little bit of buzz for him to make it this year. That was a hell of a stretch, and that was a homework call by me. But you're right. Next year, if all things go well and they win some games or whatever, he'll have legit buzz. He won't make it. They'll just legit be like, buzz. oh, what, what about SGA? He'll just be in the conversation. And then you're right. Maybe the year after that, numbers go up a tick. He continues to grow. Um, yeah, I like the two-year window I got. I did a little negotiation. Yeah, that was pretty smart. That was pretty yeah. smart. It's like uh, uh, you like you join a friend group, you're friends at first, and then you become friends with everybody in the group, and suddenly you're there at the conversation. Shea Gildress Alexander's an all-star, and I'm looking like an idiot in 2022. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a real negotiation, because if I do remember that conversation, Skeet started it off with, a real high prospect. He said that Shea Gillis Alexander could be in an MVP conversation. Wow. So you, you just throw a stupid number off the wall, like MVP, and then he yeah, worked his way down to an all-star in two years. So, yeah, that was a real bargaining tool. Right yeah, there. that's right. Uh, my final thing from the Thunder Jazz game, um, I thought it was fun to see Chris Paul Jr. in the mm-hmm. virtual crowd there for a second, watching his dad. Um, I will say... Kudos to the OKC fans, too. I don't know about you guys, but I thought their seats were the most filled we've seen from any game here in the bubble. There was not a lot of open chairs, Tass. I was counting. It was like, usually, a lot of these games, there's like two rows at the back that are completely open. And then there's like sporadic other chairs that are open. Thunder, go check it out. There's like three seats max that are open. They're diehards over there in OKC. (laughs) And they got great Wi-Fi connection. Um, (laughs) Why don't they rig it like the movie Speed? You know, when they're on the bus and, like, they can't move or anything, so Keanu loops the video. Just loops the video. So if you step away, it looks like you're still sitting there. What's going to look different? Literally, what's going to look different? Interesting. Well, that's funny you said that. We had a couple No Dunks fans um, were tweeting in over the last couple days because they were virtual fans for some of these games. One in particular... Uh, Lior plays drums on Twitter at Lior plays drums. He was a virtual fan today for the Heat Nuggets game. I don't know if you guys saw this. He was the one in the unicorn mask <laughs> yeah. uh, that he threw on, or a horse mask, or whatever. And we were like, "Why are you wearing that?" Like, you know, I guess why not either. But he tweeted in about his experience. He said it was awkward. Um, Rocky the Nuggets mascot made several appearances, I guess, on this little thing that they were doing, which was fun. But he said for most of the fourth quarter, the live announcer feed went out for us, and it was a and it was twenty 
ish random strangers, quiet strangers at that, just sitting in a Zoom room. Uh, wow. That's it. And then someone else hit us up on IG and showed us. They actually showed the interface. And it's weird. It's League Pass or whatever, the, the, the game on one side of the screen, and then the little virtual group you've got with yourself in the corner. So you're, you're actually, I mean, you're watching the game on a smaller screen because you're just watching all these other little strangers in their little chairs, their virtual chairs. It's sort of odd, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, <laughs> like why would you want to watch a game like that, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because then you might get to see yourself cheering. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. really turns it in on you. Yeah. I think that's exactly why. Because yeah. they Ooh. do seem, anytime they sort of show them on the, on the camera, that they get a little more animated. Because they're like, they can now see that they're on. Oh, there we go. Let's get excited. Let's clap. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it's an interesting experiment. Uh, the technology is not there yet for this, I will also say. Like, they'll lean back or forth or put their hands up and they, like, disappear and stuff like that. It's, like, it's just weird that it doesn't mm-hmm. work that well. I don't know mm. any other way to put it. Okay, I'm talking too long about this. All right. <laughs> did anyone, actually, did, hey, just before you move on, yeah. did anyone see Stephen Adams do the, the try to do the kip-up ninja move when he, went, oh, when he hit the deck? Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Very funny. He, like he got not even close to doing it. Like I thought, you know, you're not going to do that unless you've practiced it a few times. But uh, apparently, he wasn't not. doing it as a joke, though. You don't think? Uh, I, I thought he was. Uh, maybe then he was, was dancing maybe. on the sidelines yeah. at one point. He was doing like little finger guns and all that. Like, <laughs> it, it's quite possible that he was just messing around because that is classic Stephen Adams. But when I first saw it, I thought. Oh man, that was awful. He wasn't even like didn't even barely got a ripple off the ground. But can, you think uh, you can, can you, do it? Yeah, I was gonna say, can you do it, Lee? Uh, I, I in my day I used to, but I haven't done it for a while. <laughs> yeah, you mean you do all this bar three? You probably be able to do it no problem. Yeah, like a ninja. No, I, d- I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, we, <laughs> we got a way to find out. We gotta try. Maybe not now, but we gotta try on an Instagram for sure. <laughs> we'll definitely see if you can do it. Okay, we're gonna hit the beach here in a second. A little late night skinny dip, if you will. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando and are ready to get back on the court. We're going to have some basketball, baby. While the ending to this year's season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement. And there's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first two days of the resumed season, so get in on all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs, oops, with millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Not doing it again. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In the United States, on average, it takes around 29 days to see a doctor. And guys, when it comes to sex, if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. It's the one area of late night intimacy where it's better to be fast. And have I got some good news for you. Our friends at Roman have built a platform that connects you with a licensed doctor in your state or from the comfort of your own home on your schedule. Just log in and complete a free online visit and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours. And guys, if you're on a promise, you know that time is of the essence. We all do. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. And there's more good news. For guys who don't like commitment, then this is perfect because you can cancel at any time. So if it doesn't work out or is not right for you, then you can ghost Roman guilt-free. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. I'm about to ask you guys a very personal question. Do you truly love your current couch or is it just something to sit on? Now think that over. Do you love it? Would you send a sweet valentine to your couch? Because if not, now's the perfect time to replace that old crusty I don't give a damn about couch with a sofa you will love from Burrow. What is Burrow? Why is Burrow better? Let me tell you why. I literally have a hundred reasons to break it down why Burrow is the best place to get a couch from, but I'm going to give you three specific ones. One, Burrow offers unique features that you won't find in big box furniture store sofas or even other sofas you can get online. They have built-in USB chargers so your phone doesn't die while you lounge. USB chargers in the sofa. That is brilliant. You look at your phone eh, 90% of the time you're lying on the sofa watching TV. You look at your iPhone more than you look at your TV. I guarantee you. So having that built-in USB charger is nice. You can also customize your sofa to fit your decor and your needs. And, and Burroughs just went next level with the customizable options. You can pick the fabric color, the leg finish, the armrest style, the length. You can add things like a chaise lounge, an ottoman, both. It doesn't matter. There are like 23,000 ways to customize your perfect sofa. And the final one I'll give you for today that I love is Burrow is so practical and versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes and you don't need tools. These things like clasp together. It's so cool. And again, it's so easy that you can do it by yourself. Guys, go to burrow.com slash no dunks to get $75 off your purchase plus fast and free shipping. You always get fast and free shipping and zero interest financing. So go to the site for details. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash no dunks for $75 off and just thank me later. Take a photo of your beautiful burrow couch and send it to us at no dunks inc and we'll throw a like on it. I guarantee it. All right, let's just hit the beach. Guys, 
got some great questions to ask. I know we're going to do like an actual beach stepping podcast, uh, you know, midweek next week. We're going to try and keep that as a weekly show, but why not pepper in some cues, right? Right. That was a, a real long hiatus. I mean, a few days ago we said, I don't know when the next beach stepping is going to come out. Now it's, <laughs> it's four days from now. It was, it was tough yeah, from beach stepping, yeah. but it's back. It's back. But yeah, you guys are sending in some great emails. So, uh, and I'll bring it to you on a late night Saturday night. Here we go. First one. Greetings, No Dunks crew. Been a fan of you guys since your time at the score. Shout out to Canada. I've been thinking about the <laughs> I've been thinking about the NBA finals and the fact that there probably won't be a championship parade due to COVID-19 restrictions. That's a good point. This will probably also rule out any champagne shower fun in the locker room. Not if Michelob Ultra can help it. All right. So my question is, what other alternate celebrations should teams consider in order for these NBA finals to not end so anticlimactically? Love from Orlando Wright in North York, Ontario, Canada. So what do you think, Trey? What should teams do to switch it up if they're not going to have a, a parade? This is a, this is a great question because will they be able to party in the locker room they're not even allowed to shower in the locker room right, right now. Uh, maybe on the last day you get to, you know, like the last day of high school, you really get to party and trash your locker because <laughs> you just got to throw it in the garbage the next day. And I guess that's what they're going to be doing with this bubble. Uh, but Tess, you're kind of hitting on what I think they should do. They should have a sponsored champagne zone, maybe the Sherlin Champagne Zone. Uh, <laughs> so you can see everybody out there celebrating. Another, another possibility would be like a giant championship bonfire like you see at the end of D2, the Mighty Ducks, when they're all sitting around singing, we are the champions. Those are the only two things I can really think of, you know, because how how can you have all of these precautions keeping people apart, despite the fact that they're all playing together, and then you don't want them to celebrate together? There's going to be some sort of celebration. So at the very least, start up an IG Live and keep it going the whole night. You better have Ooh. unlimited data, but keep it going for five or six hours. I like your bonfire idea. Champagne and spider dogs. <laughs> Sounds good. You ever had a spider dog, Lee? Uh, that, when you cut it up at the bottom. Is that right? That's yeah. it, my man. Yeah. On like, both sides. Yeah, like cut crazy. both sides. Yeah, yeah cut both yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gets, I, I thought it was... Six uh, legs. Uh, yeah, I've seen it as, as an octopus as well. Octopus yeah, eight legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Beautiful. Um, okay, that's a good idea. This could be weird, though. I, this was a great yeah. email because I was like, damn, yeah. Like, cameras? Media? No, they're in theory not going into the locker room, right, Tess? Yeah, I think I think or or wherever they even celebrate. I guess they're going to celebrate right on the floor. I think. I think they will. I think players players are going to have been there for three months. I think you know the fact that their families are there. Their families will be with them. Yeah, so I think Mm. that's what the celebration is going to be. I think the players will just have their families join them on the floor, and we're just going to see basically like a survivor reunion there, or survivor (laughs) loved ones on the floor. And I think that's all they want. They're basically going to be with their families, and they're going to be like, "Hey, let's freaking go home." I mean, this this was this was fun, uh, but I think it'll be great as viewers as well. I mean, this time is about family. It's not so much about partying. So I, I don't think the NBA will inject that whatsoever. I think we'll be, we'll have great views without the media on the floor. It'll actually be improved because we won't have you know <laughs> r- reporters strewn on the floor. We'll have all these great robotic cams happening. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it might be strange a little bit. Let's say if the Lakers win, they beat the Bucks. Uh, brother Giannis and Thanasis might go join brother Kostas, mm. who is a member of the Lakers. That'd be weird. 
Giannis and Thanasis will get ripped for that. But I think that's what will happen. You know, I think... Well, can, also, the family, also, can the family even be at these games? Like, yeah, do we like, know that? There's not a yeah. ton of seating, I don't think. I like, with the way I, they're all spaced out on that one side. I'm I don't know. I'm guessing they'll be allowed for the finals, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. think they've said that. Because, yeah, you, you would think they would have been in the bubble for so long then. Because I think they're allowed in once a playoff start. They'll be subject to all the testing and all the other protocols. So yeah. Well, they don't Expect come, they don't come maybe they around. play it like the end of a loan and they bring him in right at the end if you win the championship and you yeah. finally get to see him. You're like, well, we won the championship and my family's here? <laughs> come because, up because, through the woods. Yeah, the other thing is, well, by the time they get to the last two teams, there'll be so more fewer people there yeah, true. because all the other, other teams have gone home by then. So I, I guess Okay, so we think they're going to fire the confetti... Uh, the championship will be there awarded somehow on the floor like Mm. Cass is saying family is around and we just get all these camera angles all these robotic cameras uh, showing us and I'm sure there's an interview or two and then that's it probably and I think one bonus of this situation where the owner most likely won't be there I, I, I don't think any of the owners are there uh, so we won't have a situation uh, where Adam Ballmer Silver was there. I think, Je- was I think there. Jeannie Buss is there too. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. killing me. Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> but what I don't want to see is uh, the for the first time in history, it feels like Adam Silver handing the trophy to an owner. Just give it to the players and let them celebrate. Sure. Uh, so uh, don't I even mean, give it to them. Just le- like have it or like uh, yeah, have it just lower down, like Sting coming down from the rafters or something like that. They gotta get a, some sort of robot presentation for sure. They yeah. can't have people touching it. They gotta get it out there. Right, yeah. right. And a lot of the owners are old. Not you know they're in the danger zone for COVID nineteen. Right, right, right. They can't be around anybody. That's gonna be weird. Yeah, no championship parade. That'll just be all virtual somehow, right? I'm sure that'll go well. Right. <laughs> well, that, so, you, so that happened in England when Liverpool won the uh, the Premier oh. League. Because, so they had technically two celebrations. They had one when they officially clinched, and then they had one at the end after it was the season was all over. And the coach, Jurgen Klopp, was basically saying to everyone, stay home, stay home, because they didn't want to get the crowd there, obviously, for the COVID uh, contraction as well. They didn't want everyone to get with that. And also, they, they tore the city up as well. So I think that was the other reason. But uh so yeah, what, did they, what did they do? <clears throat> well, I think fans did go out and sort of still some went out and celebrated, but oh. uh, the team kind of couldn't really do anything because they couldn't they couldn't have a huge gathering in the public space. So uh, right. the team celebrated, I think, just on the field. Um, but, you know, that was about it. Hold, hold on. We're, we're overlooking something. The number one thing that you do when you win a championship is you say, we're going to Disney World. <laughs> You're right there. They should just, just let them in the park. Exactly, Trey. Exactly. Give them. You know, they already got their phones. Just give them their phones back and say, "Go nuts." We'll experience it all on social media and just have at it in in this wide open park. That'd be that'd be fun. That's I'd a great it. idea. Yeah, especially if the Bucks win. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Imagine the Lopez brothers is going nuts. Couldn't oh, care yeah. less that they won a title. They're just like, yeah, free rides on Matterhorn. <laughs> All right. This is uh, what we play for. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Mickey. Uh, well, we got another one here. Yeah, one more. Hey there, sworn enemies of the dunk. I was watching the Lakers-Clippers game on restart night, and LeBron's defense on Kawhi and PG on the last possession was almost as exciting as a really good rebound highlight. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves a good rebound highlight. Even if he doesn't do it all the time anymore, it's clear that LBJ can still turn that on when he wants. So my question, what's something you used to be able to do whenever you wanted that's not so easy anymore, but can still be turned on when it really counts? Tin cups, laugh at lice, 
Got him. That's from John in Maryland. No one laughs at lace, John. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, John. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read that beforehand, but I was thinking about lice yesterday when I was really itchy. God, lice is the worst. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, what about well, Lee? You've had an experience. Uh, we've had a lice? couple of times. Yeah, Ooh, we've had it. Once one of the kids, boys gets yeah. it, then phew, the others get it, and then I've got it. Roxana got it too. Wow. We didn't get it too bad. The kids got it pretty bad, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately, the treatment's actually not that bad. Like, they get rid of it within a day, but you've got to, got to go and get your hair. They've got these really sharp little um, teeth comb, combs, and they uh, and they go through your hair. And, uh, yeah, it's like it's good. It's good that they can get rid of it so quickly. It's good, So you've got to wash everything. But the louse, the louse can actually survive in the, in the washing machine. So you've got to put it all in the dryer as well. Like everything, your car seat covers, pillows, sheets. That's you know, the, that's that's the kicker, cushions. Yeah. Oh, You're just yeah. like now. You just have to assume it's everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wish it. Shout up out on to the last ladies. Shout out to the last ladies. All right, Skeets, why don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you start us off here? Something well, that uh, doesn't yeah, come yeah. as naturally. Yeah, well, the obvious answer is, uh, as we saw the other night, uh, we found out I still every once in a while can live that life and knife uh, type of uh, <laughs> type of uh, night. Uh, but the answer is that I used to be able to do and now really can't, but maybe can pull out every once in a while, is the back-to-back party nights. I mean, mm-hmm. we used to do it all the time, of course, when we were young kids, growing up in Stratford, partying two, three, <laughs> four nights in a row for crying out loud. You know, so had the endurance, could bounce back easily after a big night of drinking or something like that. Impossible now. I mean, you really oh, can't do yeah. generally back-to-back nights. Lee, I know you can't. No, uh, no. In fact, uh, yeah, about a month ago, uh, maybe a bit longer, I actually bumped into uh, a dad of one of my son's school friends. And it was a Saturday morning. It was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I was out with the boys, and he said, "Oh, what are you, what are you guys up to today?" I said, Wait, uh, "What you know, boys? Like, you always say out with the boys. Do you mean your sons?" Or my boys, yeah, the, yeah, we are okay. <laughs> with my boys. <laughs> and he said, uh, "He said, oh, you know, do you want to come over and have a little play outside? We'll just stay outside. The kids can stay outside." And I said, "Yeah, you know what? Why not?" Like, no, I can't. I got lice, man. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "You know what? We haven't hung out, and my, and my son and his daughter are in the same class." And I'm like, "Yeah, great." So we went there. <laughs> and uh, we just started talking and, and, and snacking away. And then all of a sudden, the uh, Aperol Spritz came out. <laughs> we sat there. I know, I know. Honestly, eight and a half hours later, I was a little bit drunk. <laughs> oh, Those go God, down easy. Those are delicious. Oh, they, oh they, they, man, they if you only have easy. carrots and grapes in your stomach. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that's the thing. I didn't eat that well that day. I didn't have too many carbs in there. And, uh, and I just hadn't been bombed for a while. And, uh, oh, man, I got up off that chair after about eight and a half hours. And I was like, all right, got to go home. It's not that far. Like, it's walking distance. But I got home. Honestly, I was hung over for like two and a half days after yeah. that. Like, I just couldn't. Like, the body was just not used to it. And, uh, yeah, I tried to shrug it off. You know, I tried to be a tough guy the next day. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. As soon as my wife turned her back, I was like, <laughs> honey get me an IV <laughs> I know I know well that place is shut down too up the road from my place so I couldn't go there <laughs> oh my god what a story uh, great day though great day so yeah and you're and correct excellent, me if I'm excellent. wrong uh, young, young Lee Ellis come on was going back to back in the cities of London or Melbourne you for oh, yeah. sure were doing yeah, that yeah yeah yeah, yeah in, back in like the day like a rubber band yeah yeah back in the day at uh, hitting up old Vivos with my mate Jerry Thursday, Friday. 
<laughs> Thursday, Friday at Vivos with Jerry. Uh, yeah, Jeez, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. That was great. Those are the days. We what would you drink those nights? Champagne? Uh, no, nice you see, that's when you? Coronas were still, like, tasty. So I'd drink the Coronas. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, you were we were contract workers, so you only get paid if you turned up. So, you know, you'd stroll into the office next day, 8 a.m., reeking of booze. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, I'm getting paid, so you're there. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. So I guess Lee's answer is the same as mine. It sounds like the, the back-to-back well, no, party night. Actually, the other thing is, you know, now I'm 44 years old, right? So every year... <laughs> Every year, I want to make sure that I can still touch the rim, the basketball rim, from a jump. And so, if I can do that, that means I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I haven't not tried from a ladder, not from a ladder. No, 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 no. Okay. I haven't I haven't tried it. You're this going year. jump on this. <laughs> I haven't tried it this year because there's no hoops around, so so I can't actually try it. But uh, I thought you, you had, had like 40 Instagrams of you with a hoop. Yeah. No, that little hoop. That's my like little hoop out here. That's like eight feet. <laughs> I'm oh, I like, thought that oh, thing okay, went up okay. to ten. I thought you just read. Nah. Oh, nah, 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 nah. I'm I'm talking up up near Underwood Hills up there on that hoop. When they they got no, they didn't even have a backboard at the moment. Oh, they're all taken down still. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. I know. So, and, you know. hey, man, I, I got a real off the grid hoop. You can come and try and touch if you want Ooh. to. Oh, you got some contraband. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> down at the patch, a little place I know. <laughs> oh, Not gonna okay. find it on the map. Not gonna oh. find it on Yelp. But uh, let me tell you, it's a five star hoop. Ooh, okay, okay. Hit me up in the deets. Okay, so when when you go there, we got to see if you can do a kip up and if you yeah. can touch the rim. Ooh, not off the concrete. Oh, no way. That'd be tough. Just get a couple Aperol spritz in you. You can do uh, anything. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Good, good comment on YouTube from Andrew Eskandar. If Lee touches rim, there's an extra two weeks of summer. <laughs> 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 you gotta come out. You okay, gotta, I'll, I'll come. I'll come. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Because I, I, I need to know myself that I can still touch it. I think I can. I think I can. I, I think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, TK, you just did it the other day, didn't you? Was that recently? Or am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went down else? for a few jumps the other day. Yeah. You know, got my first jumps in four months. Felt great. Uh, I think uh, I will say, Lee. I think this rim has sunken down into the ground a little bit. We're talking more of like a, a nine foot ten. <laughs> okay, no, that's, that's right. easy that's for him. Easy for him. Okay, well, do you, uh, any of the other guys got answers to this? JD, Tass, Trey? Well, for me, it was going to be, you know, staying up late and then having to get up early the next day. And we're back in throwback mode right now. And it feels great. It feels great to be up at night when you're just the only one up screaming to yourself, you know? I love it. I honestly love it. <laughs> like, I love hey, getting a little quiet time. Well, a little quiet time, a little insane time. It's all good. Tassie. I used to uh, be able to make myself cry in a second. Like, really just bawl. But I can't do it anymore. Like, I just can't. I've dried up, I guess, <laughs> throughout the years. Like, I used to be able to just bear down and just tear up, well up, just for no reason. I, I mean, was going to say, I why just, were you doing that? Just, well, you know, make sure everything works. I don't know. <laughs> no real reason. Make Not because sure I, was, I could still cry. <laughs> Yeah, just because just on command. I mean, you know, I can provide a good joke, provide a good laugh for people. Uh, but, you, but you can't do it. No, something happened mm. over the years. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe, I'm I'm not, gonna... maybe I'm not hydrated like it's Leo possible. likes to say. <laughs> I'm crying tears tonight. Leo was on fire there for a good 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking of Lee, let's mm. get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. 
Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we've already had so many uh, weeks. <laughs> yeah, this uh, bubble wrap has turned a little bit into, hey, what about this tweet? <laughs> I saw this tweet earlier today. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I've got, I've got a couple here from our friend Blakey Murphy up in uh, Toronto. He was uh, he had a pretty good day. It started early on. Um, hang on, I've got to find it here now. Oh, well, well done, Blake. You only had ten hours to prepare. Yeah, for this. I know, I know. And then I, I had it saved, and then I pressed the uh, I pressed the home button on my uh, thing. Anyway, anyway, I've got it here. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, no, no, no. I've got it. I've got it. How many April sprints have you had today? Yeah, uh, not enough. They, they, oh my god, they go down so easily though, yeah, as well. Yeah. You don't even you don't even realize you're drunk until like you've had your fifth one and then you're like oh my god i'm bombed here but uh beautiful day hot day having some fun you're talking to people it's great anyway um from the very first game today uh nuggets in the heat michael porter jr had a big block shot lakey murphy fired this one off mp mpj rejected that like it was science great topical tweet we know mpj he's got these bizarre theories about uh about uh, coronavirus and that silly stuff there. Uh, but then he had another one from the uh, the Raptors game. Um, where is it? Where? Is, oh yeah, now this one, Trey. This one's actually for Trey. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but I got this too because I think this happened when we went to the wrestling. Blakey tweeted out this. He said, "Kyle stop Lowry." Stop calling him Blakey. Yeah. Please stop calling. Him well, it's because I'm seeing Blake Murphy, so I'm just like Blakey. Uh, Kyle Lowry receives a technical foul for throwing celebratory cookies at the Lakers bench like New Day Chuck and pancakes. Now, that happened at the wrestling, didn't it, when we were there? <laughs> yes. yes, that is the yes. reference. I got it. I thought that was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, new, new segment. New oh, segment. Lee Ellis figures out a reference. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened when we were there. He was chucking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Biggie. Definitely, that's a part of their Xavier. bit. That's their bit. Right. That's their bit. Right. Um, okay, amazing. Amazing tweet. Good on there. you, Blakey. Way to go, Blakey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick them results from Saturday. We had that Sixers-Pacers game. Philadelphia were favored by five and a half, and it was looking good there for a second. And then, yeah, TJ Warren said, nope, no, 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 no. Pacers get the win. Hit the money line. So that's a win for Tass and Trey. You can virtual high-five each other right now if you would like. Uh, lost for Do we Lee have to? I, yeah. There it is. There it is. Don't um, worry. I'm clean. So what's our <laughs> what's our Sunday pick'em there, Tass? Six-game Sunday in the NBA. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's some bigger games out there for sure. The Bucks play the Rockets. Uh, but I went with uh, one that... Now, people might not be tuning in for like they're tuning in for the Bucks or the Rockets. The Mavs at the Suns, who were victorious the other day. Yeah. The Suns the Suns are five and a half point underdogs, so the Mavs would have to win by six if you're picking them. Dallas, technically, the road team against mm. the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, home Ooh. court advantage doesn't mean all that much. Yeah, no home Yo, court advantage. Oh, Drake, Drake, yeah, Drake, Drake, Drake. So uh, five and a half. Go, go ahead Phoenix. if somebody's got a read on this one. What do you like, uh, Trey or, or Lee? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, Mavericks because the Wizards, um, it was the Wizards who the Suns played the other day. So uh, I think that 125 points is inflated a little bit. Ooh. I'll, mm. take the, I'll take the Mavs. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't like a big fat line like that. I'm going to go with the Suns, you know? You know? I heard on a podcast yesterday that there's no blowouts in this thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I, I was I was referring to the playoffs. 
If you're talking, if you're referring to me, play. No, it was a different one. It was a different different podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. Different podcast. Different right. podcast. It, uh, it was dunked on. Um, I'm gonna go Suns too. Trey, yeah, I, I hear you, Lee. That was against the Wizards, but the Suns did look. I, they they impressed me. They actually, and they have to win basically every game yeah. to have a fighter chance at uh, you know getting into the Mega Bowl. So. I'll at least have them keeping it close enough. You know, I didn't wasn't inspired by the Mavericks defense at all, so it could just be another high score and you know, 135, 130 type of oh, game, yeah. and that would be enough. That would be enough technically. So I'll give me the Suns to cover. Tass, what do you got? I'll take the Mavs. Okay. I like the bounce back factor and the fact that uh, some of these teams that won, like the Lakers, yeah, laid a bit of an egg in game number yeah. two. Uh, but speaking of the Suns, I want to throw this uh, bonus tweet it's actually an instagram post you know that's there's what we do here on uh on no dunks is if it's tweet of the night you got to throw in an instagram post i mean that's a real no dunks tweet of the night so let me let me throw this in here um because sun's point guard ricky rubio did an incredible job of disarming a commenter this is how you do it when somebody comes at you rubio posted a photo of himself in a mask with the caption disney world wear a mask Someone replied, quote, if you choose, use a mask if you choose, don't force it on people. Then Rubio killed him with kindness, comes back with the absolute nicest response in the world because he's Ricky Rubio. He says, if it only would affect you, then yes, but it affects other people's lives. So you don't have a choice. All the experts have been saying the same thing. And it's that with a mask, the risk of spraying COVID-19 is way lower. Hope you understand and stay healthy, my friend prayer hands that's ricky rubio from his hands tweeting that or instagram posting i mean that's how you de-escalate things and get your point across ricky rubio kind dude that's how you do it did the did the commenter respond to that or i don't know you know i'm not sure i'm not sure uh go find uh rufio on instagram if you're (laughs) you're into that kind of thing i love the uh the stay healthy, my friend, is yeah. a great addition to that comment. I love the whole thing. I agree with the whole thing. I love that little part yeah, there. Yeah, it's a bit my of friend. a God bless you, child, or bless her heart, you know? I One pray of those. to you. Change your face. Wear a mask. Be happy. Change your face. Be happy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, let's call it there. Wow, what a zany Saturday night. Ah, uh, Lee. Man, that was funny. <laughs> you had me in tears there. I was literally, I can still cry, it turns out, Tass. Uh, just takes Lily going on for 10 minutes about lice and Aperol spritz, uh, which I might have to name this podcast tonight. Uh, email us your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We're going to sprinkle in questions, uh, a little beach step in there throughout some of these bubble wrap shows, and we also will do a full on beach step and podcast next week. So, you got tons of time, so get your uh, questions and comments in. You can tweet them in, too, at No Dunks Inc. Make sure you subscribe to the No Dunks YouTube channel, guys. We really appreciate that. Hit that like button. Smash that bad boy. And if you listen to the pod on iTunes, leave us the five-star rating and review. I checked today. I hadn't checked in a long time, and I was a little upset. We were ranked something like 58th overall in sports podcasts in the U.S. In the U.S. Come on. We can do better than that. It all it takes is a little... A little review here and there from some of you out there that haven't done it yet, that listen on iTunes. I know there's a ton of you out there. Just jump over there. Say, huh, there you go. Five stars. Love you guys. Awesome. You say that, we're set. That helps you come up these rankings. It's very, very weird, iTunes. So Mm. we would appreciate it if you haven't done so already. And thanks to everybody that has. Give us those stars. Yeah, we want your stars. We want your stars so bad. We need stars so Trey Kirby can buy a boat. You can't can't go buying a boat when we're the 58th 
best you know sports podcast in the U.S. It's just you know, we got to be top twenty at least, right? Uh, I imagine if we rebranded, we could go to number one on the bass fishing fishing charts almost instantly, <laughs> so. almost instantly, because I've been doing the research and it's pretty uninspiring in that space right now. <laughs> they need somebody to get in there, cast a few lures, call it no lunks. I don't know what we're going to call it, but you know, there's an idea. Uh, yeah, we're talking bass fishing, but we got to get the boat first. Hey, I like the idea of you get this boat and then we go out there and we just flip on the mics, JD, for an hour and we just sit on a boat <laughs> and we podcast. We just talk while we're trying to catch fish. And maybe we talk a little fishing. Maybe we talk a little lice. Who knows? Do I have to go on the boat? <laughs> yeah, while we're on the boat. Yeah, but I don't no, want to be on the boat. You, you love you love the water. I love the water, but I don't want to be on a boat fishing. Okay, you can swim and push the boat. We won't even buy a motor. You just push us around. All right, all right. Oh, we sit up there. All right, just ideas, man. We're just brainstorming here. All right. <laughs> it's an earlier night for JD. Let's call it there, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back on Sunday night to recap uh, those six games and all the big storylines. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, the two happiest days of a boater's life is the day he buys the boat. And the day he sells the boat. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Don't raise your boats, people. You could stay.